Good morning and welcome to Chippenham Christian Fellowship. Give you a warm welcome today and uh, just look forward to worshipping with you and receiving God's word with you this morning. And uh, let's just give our time to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we just want to thank you today for your blessing upon our lives. We thank you, Lord, we can gather in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and receive from you. So we just worship you today, Father. We just thank you that we can praise you and worship you and bless your name. And Father, we just pray for all who listen to the word of God today, that you will bless them, Father, and speak to them and encourage their hearts. And Father, we just pray that we will know that we will have met with you today. We just pray, Lord, your abundant blessing on all we say and do to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, praise God, we're going to go straight into the Word of God this morning. And we have a special reading from John chapter 14. John chapter 14. So if you want to follow in your Bibles, if you have a Bible, or you can just follow maybe on your phone and just John chapter 14. I'm going to read some verses together. So these are the words of Jesus, and uh, he's talking to the disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Verse 15. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. To be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. God bless the reading of his word to us today. This morning we're going to have a look at the topic of who is the Holy Spirit? Jesus is talking to the disciples and constantly he's been telling them, I'm going to go away. I'm going to be removed from your midst. And I'm going back to heaven because I am, I'm going to complete the mission that the Father has sent me to do. Uh, but I'm not going to leave you on your own. You see, Jesus was constantly telling them that he was going to leave. He was only with them for three and a half years. That's the length of his ministry. It's not a very long time. And Jesus was trying to prepare them for the kingdom of God. And he was trying to... Uh, get them into a place where they understood that God was not finished with them. You see, Jesus' mission was to go to the cross. That was his purpose in life. That was his ultimate goal, was to get to the cross. And so the Heavenly Father sent Jesus into our world. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him might not perish but have everlasting life. 
Jesus came to save us and deliver us from our sin. And that was the purpose he had in going to the cross. Jesus had to be crucified. Jesus had to pay the price for the world's sin. Yes, all the billions of people that have ever lived on the planet, Jesus was going to take all of their sin upon himself on the cross. Jesus was going to be crucified for the sin of the world so that we could be set free, so that we could be delivered, so that we could have a relationship with the Father, so that we could know him because sin is a blockage between man and God. And so Jesus came as the sin bearer. He came to take our sin, he came to remove our sin and bring us into fellowship with the Father. Praise God for that, that we can know the Father. We can know the love of God and fellowship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But you see, the disciples didn't understand Jesus' death. They thought that Jesus was going to be a great deliverer, that he's going to save them from the Romans, that he was coming as the Messiah, and he was coming as the Christ, he was coming as a great deliverer. They thought he was going to set up a physical kingdom and they were going to rule and reign with him. Well, this was not God's plan. It was hidden from them. The plan of God was that Jesus had to fulfill the mission. Jesus had to go to the cross. And it's amazing when Jesus was on the cross, he was able to say, it is finished. My work is complete. It is totally finished. But guys, don't worry because I've made provision for you. I have made provision. I am going away but I'm going to send you somebody else who's just like me, but he's not limited to a physical body. He's not limited in his wisdom or his understanding. He will be with you all the time, and he will help you in your Christian life. The disciples didn't understand that. Jesus was saying to them, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. You're not going to be on your own. I'm not going to leave you stranded. I am going to send you the Holy Spirit. Now these words that we read this morning, we pick up in John chapter 14 and verse 15. So sorry, verse 16. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. Jesus is promising us that he wasn't going to leave us alone. That he was going to send another helper. Now the disciples could see Jesus. He was a physical person. He was a human being just like that. They talked to him. They laughed with him. They ate together. But now Jesus is saying, I'm going back to heaven. I'm going to go back to heaven. But I won't leave you as orphans. Because I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit and he is the counselor, he is the helper, he's the intercessor, he is the one who is going to help you in your Christian life, and he's going to support you, and he's going to be everything you ever needed, just like me, except he's not limited to a physical body. He can be in America, he can be in China, he can be in Australia, he can be in Iceland, he can be anywhere at the same time. The Holy Spirit is not limited to a physical body. And so Jesus is saying to the church, saying to the disciples, I don't want you to do anything except be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to go out. I don't want you to evangelize. 
I don't want you to do anything until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And we see this in Acts chapter 1. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And then in Acts chapter 2, we see that they are waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. He wants to come and fill the church. He wants to come and fill your life. He wants to fill your life with power. Because friends, Jesus has gone. That's right, that might come as a shock to many of you. But Jesus is not on the planet. He's not walking around going, I am the Messiah. I'm the Son of God. I am in Israel. I'm walking around teaching. No, friends, Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again. And what did the Bible say happened to him? He went up back into heaven where he came from. The Bible says Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. That's where he is. And he's, he's praying for you. Jesus' ministry today is that he is an intercessor. He's praying for you that you're going to make it. That you'll be strong as a Christian. That you'll be filled with power. But he wasn't going to leave you alone. He promised that he would send the Holy Spirit to every Christian, to every believer, to everyone that believes in the Son of God and has their sins washed away and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will come in and he will dwell with you. And this is exactly what this passage is teaching us here. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever the spirit of truth the holy spirit is going to be with us forever he is in us as a seal as a promise from the father and he is here to help us and encourage us and support us just like jesus was teaching the disciples just like jesus was encouraging the disciples just that like, just like jesus was with the disciples so too the holy spirit is with the church and he is with you today if you are a Christian and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will come in and he is your comforter, your helper, your intercessor. He is the one who is going to assist you in your Christian life. And friends, that is good news because God never designed you to be on your own. God never designed you to live this life just on your own. He said, I will be with you. And I will be with you to the very end of the age. And so the promise is that God will be with us through the power of the Holy Spirit. That he will anoint us and he will refresh us and he will encourage us and constantly teach us and constantly instruct us and constantly empower us. So praise God, we have the Holy Spirit who is with us. Paul said to the Corinthian church, do you not know that the Holy Spirit is in you? Many Christians don't understand that the Spirit of God is in them. You cannot be a Christian without the Spirit of God. He is the one who regenerates you. He is the one who causes you to come alive. He is the one who makes Christ real to you. He is the one who gives you the Spirit. He is the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. He reveals who God is, who the Father is. He reveals Scripture to you because He is the Spirit of truth. And we see that the Holy Spirit is our helper and our encourager. And he is here to assist you in your Christian life. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? Now, it tells us here in the very first verse in the Bible 
that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, but the earth was formless and void, but the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. You see, the Spirit of God is the creative force of God. He is God the, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Yes, He is a person. He is a person just like Jesus is. He is a person just like the Father is. God is spirit, but he is a person. And in Genesis 1 and 26, we see that, that God said, And let us, plural, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our likeness. So here we see the Father, here we see the Son, and here we see the Holy Spirit saying, Let us make man, not let me, because God is one, but he is made up of three personalities. I think the best way to describe this is, is the illustration of water, because it's three forms. Water has three forms. You've got water that you just pour out of the tap, and then if you boil it, you have steam, and if you freeze it, you have ice. It's got three different forms, but it is one it is one thing. That's right. It is just one uh, content in itself, but it can take on three forms, just like God. God is Father, God is Son, God is Holy Spirit. And we see that the Holy Spirit is just as much important as the Father and the Son. His ministry is exceptional. His power is, is astronomical. He has got so much power for the church, so much anointing and refreshing for the church. So the Holy Spirit is co-equal with God. The Holy Spirit is co-eternal with God. You know, many aspects and denominations of the church are just emphasizing God the Father and God the Son. But they're not talking about God the Holy Spirit, who is with us. Jesus is where? He is at the right hand of the Father. He is praying for you. But Jesus said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he's going to fill the church. He's going to empower the church. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on your life. And we see this in Acts chapter 2. They were praying for a period of 10 days. They were seeking God. They were praying. There was 120 believers. That's all that was left. That's all that was gathering. Jesus' mother and his brothers and the disciples and all others who gathered, 120 people in the upper room. And they were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. Because this was a promise that Jesus had left them. Do not leave Jerusalem. Do not go and do any form of ministry. Wait until you receive the Holy Spirit. Because when you do, you will receive supernatural ability, supernatural anointing to do the work of God and to continue this wonderful work that I've started on the cross. Praise God, Jesus is the one who gives birth to the church. There he is on the cross, but he's giving birth to the church. Jesus is the head, and we are the body of Christ. And he's come to give life to the church. He's come to refresh the church. He's, the Holy Spirit has come to anoint the church with power and gifts and fruit. He has an abundance of resources that are for you. As a Christian, the Holy Spirit will empower you. So we have got to get to know who the Holy Spirit is and build a relationship with Him.
When we go back to the Garden of Eden, when God created Adam and he created Eve, it says every day the Lord God went down into the garden in the cool of the day and he had fellowship with Adam and Eve and he walked with them. You see, just like God was walking with Adam and Eve, the Holy Spirit wants to walk with you. He wants to assist you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to give fresh power to the church. And the church, in many parts, is lacking this power because we're not connecting to the Holy Spirit. We're not, we're not plugging in. You know, this morning we have lights in here. We've got a projector. We've got iPads and various technical equipment. And so we have to get the plug and we have to plug into the socket. If we don't plug into the Holy Spirit, we're not going to receive the power we need to do the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the things that God has for the church. So let us think about the third person of the Trinity. There is the Father, there is the Son, and there is also the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, I think it says, verse 28, it says, The Spirit Himself intercedes with us with groans that cannot be uttered. That's in the King James. It says the Spirit itself. It's actually a wrong translation. What it should say is the Spirit Himself. Because the Holy Spirit is a personality. He's got a mind. He's got a will. He can be grieved. He can be saddened. He can be pushed away. Or he can be welcomed in. So we need to understand who he is. So we can relate to him. He is a person. He is a real person. He has got feelings. He can be grieved away. Or we can welcome him. And just worship him. And thank him for all of his help. Would you do that this morning? Say thank you Holy Spirit. That you're in my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're with us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're with us in this service today. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, you're here to help us in Jesus' name. So, what does this passage teach us? Jesus is telling the disciples that I am going to give you a counselor. I'm going to send you somebody who's going to be with you forever. Praise God, the Holy Spirit is with us forever. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's your comforter. He is going to strengthen you and He's going to fill you with power. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Yes, He is the creative one. He is the one who is full of power and He wants to fill the church and allow that power to manifest. So what does He say here? He says, Jesus says in verse 16, And I will ask the Father and He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Praise God for His Word. He's telling us that the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Now this word is an interesting word. It's a Greek word. It's the word parakletos. That is, para, some people say parakletos, but it's parakletos. Someone who's drawn alongside you to help you and to assist you, to encourage you as a helper, an assistant, and a strengthener, and a standby, a lawyer, somebody who's going to help you in your Christian life. Friends, it's time to open up to the Holy Spirit. It's time to open up to the Comforter, to the Counselor. Some translations say the Comforter, the Counselor, the Advocate. You know, He is just a wonderful friend of the church. He is in the church. He is the life of the church. He is the power of the church tells us in the book of Acts chapter 9, it says that the church was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. 
So the Holy Spirit is a great encourager. He's going to lift you up. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to fill you with power. He's going to fill you with wisdom. And praise God, he says here, that he's going to fill us with the spirit of wisdom. In Ephesians chapter 1, and reading from verse 17 to 20, he says, I keep asking the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you can know him better. That is what God's will is for your life. He wants to fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That is what God wants to do in your Christian life. Fill you with the Holy Spirit and fill you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That is so that you can know God better. You can understand God better. You know, if you know somebody a little bit, you know a little bit about them, you've heard about them, you heard about their brother, their sister, you've seen them a few times, you don't know much about them, you don't have a relationship with them. But one day you get introduced to them and they begin to, they give you their, their name. They may give you their telephone number. They say, give me a call sometime. And you begin to build a friendship. You meet for coffee. You have a friendship developing. You get to know the person. You ask them questions. And slowly, little by little, you're getting to know that person. After a few months, after a few years, you have a friendship with that person. Friends, it's just the same with the Holy Spirit. It's just the same in our relationship with God. You might know a little bit about God. You might know Him a little bit, but little by little, you can get to know Him more. You can get to know the Holy Spirit by talking to Him, by fellowshipping with Him, because He has a voice. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 2, it says that the Holy Spirit said to us, set apart Paul and Barnabas for the work that I've called him to do. He has a voice. He will speak to you. He will show you what to do. He will give you wisdom. He'll give you understanding. He'll help you in your work situation. He'll help you with your schoolwork. He will give you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge in the knowledge of Him so that you can get to know God better, so that you can walk with God like Adam and Eve did in the cool of the garden, fellowshipping with the Father, fellowshipping with the Son, and also fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. So what does it say here in Acts chapter 2? It says that they were all together in one place. It's good to be together. And praise God we are together this morning. And thank you for joining us to worship the Lord together and receive the Word of God together. We might not be together physically, but we are together through the Word of God. We are together through the Holy Spirit. And praise God for all the churches and all the ministries that are going on right now across the face of the earth and how many thousands of new people are being reached through the internet and through these various uh, technologies that are reaching out to let people know that God loves them, that He cares for them, that He is interested in them, that He is interested in them through this COVID-19 season, which is a very strange season. This is a season that, that the Holy Spirit can help us in. That he doesn't want us to feel isolated. He doesn't want us to feel separated. He wants us to feel together that God is still working. God is still on the throne. God is still doing amazing things in our earth today. God is still reaching out to people. Miracles are still happening. People are still being raised from the dead all over the world. People are being healed of cancer. People are being uh, just restored to God in so many ways. Let's start proclaiming the good news. All I hear mostly from the television and the internet, is bad news. 
But friends, we've got good news. We need to proclaim the good news that Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming back for a church that is ready. You know, he's coming back for a people who are ready and waiting for his return. So this is good news. We need to be ready. We need to prepare our hearts. We need to put the preparation in now and get ready for the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming soon for a church and a bride that is ready. So I want to say to you today, are you ready for the coming of the Lord? Are you prepared to meet with the Lord? Is everything in order between you and God? It's time to prepare. Get yourself ready. If you need to set things in your affairs right, you need to set things right in your business, in your taxes, in your finance, set things right at home. If you need to adjust things to be ready for the Lord, now is the time to get ready for the coming of the Lord. So let's go back to Acts chapter 1. I'm sorry, Acts chapter 2. It says they are all together. We are together this morning. They're all together in one place, listening to the Word of God, waiting for the Holy Spirit. Suddenly they heard a violent wind. Yes, a violent wind from heaven. It was a powerful, violent wind, like a hurricane. It was awesome, powerful. It was, it was just a supernatural power. It was the Holy Spirit coming from heaven and coming into that room and filling the church. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. They began to prophesy. They began to manifest the gifts of the Spirit. They had tongues of fire coming off their head. Yes, supernatural fire. God was in the church with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had gone into heaven, but now he's sending another one just like Jesus. He's sending us the Holy Spirit to help us and fill us up and empower us. And so they had tongues of fire and they prophesied and they spoke in tongues. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, every single one of them was filled. And friends, God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit and fire. God wants to come into your life with fresh fire. He wants to do amazing things in your life. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He wants to fill you with the fire of God so that you're on fire for Jesus. You're on fire for the Holy Spirit. And you're, you're not lukewarm. You're not passive. And you're not inactive. But you're full of fire for the Holy Spirit. You're full of fire for God. You're full of the Holy Spirit and power. You're just going out and doing amazing things in the name of Jesus Christ. You're preaching the gospel. You're proclaiming the good news. And you're praying for the sick. And you're healing the people. And ministering to the people. You're encouraging the people. Because the Holy Spirit is in your life. Friends, it's time to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. Open up your heart. And say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me. It's time to be filled with the power of God. Ask God to fill you with the fire. The Bible says that, that His servants, his, his ministers are flames of fire. There in the Psalms. You ought to be a flame of fire for Jesus Christ. He wants to have that fire burning in you. And so the Bible says you have to stir up the gifts of God within you. Don't expect God just to stir them up all the time. You have to stir them up. You have to stir up the gift of God. You have to stir up the Holy Spirit. You have to begin to speak in tongues. You have to begin to prophesy and move in the gifts of the Spirit. You've got to stir them up. And you, you can do that in the name of Jesus. You can do that with the help of the Holy Spirit. Just get alone with Him. Say, Holy Spirit, anoint me and fill me and empower me. Holy Spirit, come upon my life and He will refresh you and encourage you. You know, David said in the Psalms, uh, 
Uh, Psalm 92, in fact, I don't know if it's David, but one of the psalmists said, he said, I will be anointed with fresh oil. Amen. You know, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. God wants to anoint you with fresh oil this morning. The oil of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The presence of the Holy Spirit, this wonderful person, this Holy Spirit, his name is Ruach HaKodesh. That is the Spirit of Holiness. It's the Hebrew word Ruach, Spirit, and HaKodesh is holiness or Spirit of Holiness. He will come in with his holiness. They said this of Daniel. They said the spirit of the holy gods is in him because he had superior wisdom, because he had superior insight. He was ten times more intelligent than all the others is what the Bible tells us. Because the spirit of God was in him. And God wants to fill you with that same spirit. The spirit of holiness will come into your life and fill you with holiness. That means all sin has got to be pushed out. When the holiness comes in, the sin has got to go. When the purity comes in, and God says, be holy, for I am holy. Be set apart for me. Be pure in your motives. Be pure in your life. Be set apart for me, because you belong to me, says the Lord. You belong to me. You are my servant. You are my child. And, and I have set you apart for my glory. So don't get involved in the things that are going to hurt you and contaminate you. Don't get involved in those things. Stay away from the things that contaminate and build your relationship with the Lord. And the purity of the Holy Spirit will come into your life. Yes, He's the Ruach HaKodesh. He's the Spirit of Holiness. And he wants to come in and fill you and fill your life. He's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ. And, and that's exactly who he is. He's the Spirit of Christ. He's going to come in. And David said, I'll be anointed with fresh oil. God wants to fill the church with fresh oil. And we spend time in His presence worshipping Him. We spend time just adoring Him. In uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, Don't get drunk on wine, which will ruin your life. That's what the New Living Translation says. Don't get drunk with wine. It's going to ruin you in the town of of Chippenham and other towns today, there are men and women who've been ruined by alcohol all over the world. Millions and millions of lives ruined and destroyed by alcohol. There's another alternative, friends. And it's not drugs. There's another alternative. And it's the Holy Spirit. He says, don't be drunk with wine, you know, but be filled with the Holy Spirit because He will refresh you. He'll encourage you. He'll inspire you. He'll give you good things. He'll bless your life. He'll refresh you. Praise God for the Holy Spirit is our friend. He's our helper. He's our intercessor. He's the one called alongside you to help you, friend. Call on the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, let's go together into work today. Holy Spirit, let's go into to this day together. Holy Spirit, as I go in for this interview, come with me, Holy Spirit. Give me the wisdom. Give me the insight. Give me the words and, and the Apostle Paul said, pray for me that even words will be given to me. That the Holy Spirit will give you the right words at the right time in the right place. Praise God for the Holy Spirit who is our helper. Praise God. He's here to assist you. That's what it means. The paracletos, somebody called alongside you. Like a wife or a husband who's there to help you and encourage you. Or a really close friend who's there to support you 
through the difficult times of your life. They're just there. They're always there supporting you. Or a close brother or a friend. They're just supporting you. The Holy Spirit will stick closer than a brother or a friend. The Holy Spirit, friend, is in you. And he wants to come out of you and show these wonderful gifts and show the wonderful fruit that he's put in you. Praise the Lord. Develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. Prophesy. Do the things that he's calling you to do. Live a holy life. Understand that the Holy Spirit is with you and in you. He is your strength. He's your strengthener. He's your standby. He's your rock. When you go through difficult trials, the Holy Spirit is with you. When you go through temptations, the Holy Spirit is with you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you, even if you let him down. He said, come on, Keith, pick yourself up. Come on, you can do this. Keep going for the Lord. Keep going in your life. Keep being strengthened. And David says, I strengthen myself in the Lord. Friends, it's time to strengthen yourself in this season. Strengthen yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, don't be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, which leads to a terrible lifestyle. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the fire. Be filled with the presence of the Lord. David said in Psalm 51, verse 11, don't take me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Praise God, in the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit was upon them. But even better today, the Holy Spirit is in us. Do you not know that the Spirit of God is in you? He's empowering, empowering you. He's your wisdom. He's your strength. He, you, are, you are able to face every situation with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Praise God for, for Jesus going to heaven and saying, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. But in the meantime, here, have the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. They were filled with power. They were filled with anointing. God wants to strengthen you today, friend. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit and give you power. Praise God that He's with you and never leave you nor forsake you. You see, years ago, Oral, Oral Roberts, who's a great evangelist, if you don't know, and great preacher, and a great healing ministry in America, and as he's walking with the Lord, God said to him, I want you to build me a university. And he hadn't got a clue how to build a university. He didn't know where to start. And so he started to pray. He said, God, you want me to build you a university? Okay, let's, let's do this together. So he started praying. He spied out a piece of land. He felt that this was the piece of land. And he went to the piece of land. And he started walking on that piece of land. He started walking and praying. He'd take his son Richard with him, take his bicycle out, and he started to walk on the acres of this area. And just start to pray, Holy Spirit, thank you, Father, for this land. You know, Joshua 1 verse 3 says, I will give you every place you set your foot. And so as he walked and prayed, he started to claim the ground. He said, Lord, I thank you for this ground. And, and suddenly God spoke to him and said, don't, don't you know who you have? He said, yeah, I do. And he says, you have the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord, I have the Holy Spirit in me. He says, don't you realize who he is? And Oral Roberts was thinking to himself, well, I guess not. If you're asking me that question, I, I must know who he is. He said, or God said to Oral Roberts, he said to him, you have got the unmeasurable power of God at your disposal. Of those incredible words that God was saying to Oral Roberts, you have got the the unlimited power of God 
at your disposal. I want to say to you, friend, you have the unlimited power of God at your disposal. It is the wonderful Holy Spirit. He is the strength of your life. The Holy Spirit will give you that wisdom. He'll give you that insight. Oh, praise God for the Holy Spirit. He is in you. And as Oral Roberts began to continue to walk, and, and he started to speak in tongues. And then he would interpret the tongues in English. And he would speak in tongues. And he would start to pray and start to, to speak in tongues and get the interpretation. And in this, he said, in a split second, God showed him how to build the university, how to get the staff, how to get the students, how to get the money, all in a split second. It's called the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's who he is. He is the Holy Spirit. The spirit of wisdom will come into your life. He will give you insight and wisdom and revelation, just like he gave that wisdom, insight, and revelation to Daniel and his friends. They knew the seasons. God revealed the plans for Israel. God visited him with an angel, showed him the plan of God, gave him those amazing visions in Daniel chapter 7 and Daniel chapter 9, gave him insight and wisdom. Praise God for the Holy Spirit is here to empower you. Friends, it's time to access the Holy Spirit. It's time to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's time to prophesy, to speak in tongues and allow the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. It said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They all began to speak in other tongues. A supernatural language that is from heaven, friends. A supernatural ability to do works and miracles. Paul, shadow falling, or Peter's shadow falling on people and them getting healed. Praying over the handkerchiefs or the aprons and sending them out and people being healed of cancer and diseases and sicknesses. Supernatural things. Was it just them? No way. It's the Holy Spirit flowing through them. Was it just their power? No. It's the power of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants to use you in your situation. Use you in your community. Use you in your school. Use you in the workplace. Use you in this difficult season to bring encouragement. And friends, that is one thing the Holy Spirit will always do. He will never discourage you. He'll never put you down. He'll never, he'll never crush you. Praise God. He is the spirit of encouragement. Praise God for all those encouragers in our lives. All those people who have taught us the word of God. All those people who have encouraged us and said, you can do it. Keep going. You know what God said to Gideon? He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And he was like, what, me? I'm the least. I'm a nobody. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. You go and save Israel, and I will be with you, and I will give you the power. He didn't feel he could do it. He didn't feel he was the right person. And maybe in the natural, he was not the right person. But when God gets in you, friend, he gives you power. He gives you anointing. The reason that David could go and strike the giant was that the anointing of God, the presence of God, was on his life. He stood up against that 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 nine foot, ten foot giant said, I'll bring you down in the name of the Lord. Come down in the name of Jesus. And you can break your strongholds, friend, in the name of Jesus. You can smash your strongholds. Those, those th strongholds of fear, 
those strongholds of, of, of giants of fear in your life, those strongholds that, that are trying to stop you being all that God wants you to be. It's just the enemy trying to give you the spirit of fear. Just rebuke it in Jesus' name. Just rebuke the limitation on your life. Break every curse, break every chain, break every fear, break every limitation, and enter into the freedom of the sons of God. Hallelujah. The freedom of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will receive power. And you will do great things. You will bring those giants down. You will bring those limitations down. The Holy Spirit will help you to break and to smash every obstacle that is in front of you. All obstacles that are in front of you will come down in the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord who gives us victory on every side. That's right. He gives you victory in your marriage. He gives you victory in your business. He gives you victory in your finances. He gives you victory in your health. He gives you victory in, in your projects and in everything, in all your relationships. He gives you victory with your children and your parents. He gives you victory on every side. Because God is the God of victory. He's the God of triumph. He's the God of, of glory. He's a God of power. And He's going to fill the church with power. And we're going to see the church rise up with victorious power and a banner that is a banner of victory. Not a banner of weakness or a banner of PC, but a banner of victory. We are not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Can you say hallelujah? Can you say amen? That God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us, friend? We are the army of the living God. God is for us, friends, and he's given us weapons in our right hand. He's given us weapons in our left hand. Why does he give us weapons? Because you're in a spiritual warfare. You're in a fight of your life, and you have to fight in the name of Jesus Christ to break down the strongholds in our community, to break down the strongholds of poverty, to break the strongholds that are in the community, to smash them in the name of Jesus and lift up the name of the Lord, which is above every other name. The name of the Lord Jesus is above poverty. It's above fear. The name of Jesus Christ is above cancer. The name of Jesus Christ is above lack in your life. The name of Jesus is above weakness. The name of Jesus is above passivity. The name of the Lord is above every other name. And God always causes us to triumph in victory. Amen. He always causes us to triumph in victory. Praise the Lord. Our banner is a banner of victory. Shout a shout of victory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming soon. Rise up, church, in Jesus' name. Be strong in Jesus' name. Take all your weapons. Take all your armory and be strong in the name of the Lord. The Lord. Be victorious in the name of the Lord. Have victory on every side. Have victory in your community. Have victory in the heavenly realms. Have victory for the Lord Jesus because Jesus is coming for a triumphant church, a victorious church, a church that's full of power, that's full of the Holy Spirit and power. You shall receive the Holy Spirit and you shall receive power and you will be my victors on every side. Praise God, you need to fight through. You need to push through. You need to keep on battling because we're in a warfare, friends, with the spiritual forces of evil. But our God is greater. I love what Lou Engel says, big God, small devil. Big God, small devil. We are victorious, friends. We have to overcome our fears. 
We have to overcome every enemy. We have to overcome every limitation, every curse, every spell, every incantation. We have to overcome every negative thing. Even yourself, you have to overcome. Yes, we have to overcome and crucify ourselves, crucify self, crucify our anger, crucify our resentment, crucify all these wrong attitudes. We have to crucify all the things of the flesh so that the life of the Holy Spirit will manifest. The life of the Holy Spirit wants to manifest through your life and through the church. And praise the Lord that Jesus said, my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. So we advance the church on our knees. We advance when we pray. We are victorious when we pray. Jesus is the main intercessor. The Holy Spirit will help you in your weakness. You don't know what to pray. You don't know how to pray. But He will help us in our weakness and intercede through you with words that grow and groanings that cannot be uttered in normal language. He's gonna, he's gonna just move through the church through intercession. And praise God, we can move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. Will you open up your heart and receive more of the Holy Spirit today? Will you be filled with the Holy Spirit today? Will you open up your heart and say, Lord, I wanna be filled with your power. Praise God. We are the victorious church. We go out with a shout. Amen. God has ascended amid shouts of joy. Amen. So it's time for you to shout a shout of victory. And everybody say, be quiet. We don't want you to say anything. Just shout all the more. Like, like uh, blind Bartimaeus. They told him, shut up. Blind Bartimaeus. It's Jesus. Don't you understand? Jesus is respectful. Don't you understand? You've got to be quiet when Jesus is around. He shouted all the more. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He got Jesus' attention. Amen. Jesus came running to him. What can I do for you? Bart, what can I do for you? Well, I want to see. Your faith has made you whole. Praise God for faith and the Holy Spirit. God is with you, friend. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. It's time to stir yourself up. It's time to build yourself up in the Lord. This, this season of, of strangeness is time to seek the Lord. And it's time to seek the Lord with all your heart. Time to strengthen yourself in the Lord. So you can go out with a shout. You can go out with victory. And praise God. He's going to give us the victory on every side. We keep fighting in the name of the Lord. Praise God. He is for us. Praise God for His Word. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. He's been called alongside you. Praise God. Open up your heart. Say, Holy Spirit, I want to be filled today. Holy Spirit, I want you to fill me. And we're going to pray right now. And ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And say, Lord, I want to be anointed with fresh oil. You know, I want to be anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit. You know, if your if you're car engine oil, if it's lost its viscosity, if it's lost its potency... It's, it's lost all its lubrication. You have to change it. So it's time to change the oil in your life. Be anointed with fresh oil. The oil of the Holy Spirit, He will anoint you with fresh oil. Say, Lord, fill me this morning with the Holy Spirit. Would you open up your heart right now? Say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need this wisdom. Lord, I need this strength. Lord, I need your assistance. Holy Spirit, come in my life. Oh, Father, fill everyone with the Holy Spirit. Fill us with the Holy Spirit, Father. Fill us with fire from heaven, with tongues of fire, Lord, upon our lives. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Thank you. You're in the church. Holy Spirit, fill us 
Strengthen us. Fill your church with your presence, Father, with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. I just say to you this morning, be filled in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the fire of God. Be refreshed in the name of the Lord Jesus and give Him the glory. Be filled with His presence today. The Lord loves you, friend. The Lord is for you. The Lord is not against you. He's on your side. Stick with Jesus. You won't go wrong, friend. So I just want to say, God bless you for joining us. And may you receive the word and receive the Holy Spirit. We just want to worship him now. We just want to thank him for his presence. We're going to spend some time just adoring him and thanking him for the Holy Spirit. And just, just, just tarry in his presence. Just wait on him. And just encourage you to join with us now as we begin to worship as we begin to just connect with the Lord. Friends, we connect with the Lord by faith. We just reach out by faith. The Lord is with you right where you are. God is with you right where you are, in your room, in your car, in your situation. The Lord is there. Open up your heart and just begin to thank Him and worship Him. And just tell Him, I love you, Lord, with all my heart. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just worship Jesus. And I lift my voice. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, just thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you that we can worship together all across the world, all across the United Kingdom. We can worship together, Father. Lord, and we can just give you praise and honor. Just open up your heart. Lift your hands to the Lord. Let us thank the Lord. Sharon's going to play on the on the uh, keyboard and we're going to just worship the Lord thank God for the music and uh, just worship the Lord together this morning please take note of some of the details up on our screen here you want to connect with us through the Bible study on a Tuesday night you want to connect with us on a Sunday you're welcome every Sunday but now it's just time for us to give thanks to the Lord and to pray for our nation and pray for one another to be strengthened Hallelujah.